Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. I want to welcome you to today's program as we continue along in the gospel. Today again, we're in Luke chapter 1 and verse 57. As we continue on with the story of Elizabeth and her husband, Zacharias, the mother and father of John the Baptist, we read, Now Elizabeth full-time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son, and her neighbors and her cousins uh, cousins heard how the Lord had shown great mercy upon him upon her, and they rejoiced with her. Remember, Elizabeth was very old. Zacharias was extremely old. In fact, it tells us that they were well stricken in age. And so they were rejoicing that she had a child in such an old, old age. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. They called him Zacharias after his father. But his mother answered and said, Not so. He should be called John. Otherwise, God is gracious. Then they said unto her, There is none of your family that is called by that name. And they made a sign to his father how it, how it would have him to be named. And they wanted to know. Say, hey, Zacharias, how do you want to name your child? And he asked for a writing tablet. And he wrote, and of course, those tablets aren't what you think of today, is it? But somewhere or another, they had a way in which he could write down how he wanted his name to be written. And he wrote down his name, John. And all of them marveled. What a beautiful, exciting story it is. Do you remember earlier when Zacharias had doubted the angel Gabriel as he came to him and told him that Elizabeth was going to bear a child in his, and they're both of them, they're well-stricken aged, that he doubted God. And he wanted to say, hey, show me how, show me a sign that this is actually going to happen. And so Gabriel said, well, this is going to be the sign. You're, you're not going to be able to speak. You're not going to be able to say anything until that moment that the child is born. And so we see as soon as he wrote his name, the name of John, it tells us in verse 64, his mouth was open, his tongue was loose, and he spoke and praise God. And fear came upon all those that dwelled about them. And all these sayings were noised about throughout all the hills, all the hill of country of Judea. And all they that heard them laid them upon their hearts, saying, What kind of kid is this going to be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. And the father of Zacchaeus, or Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit. I think it's interesting the first thing that, that Zacharias wanted to do when his mouth was open was praise God. I think that's a, a good thing that we just simply just praise the Lord at any time, any place, anywhere. And certainly as he was seeing the hand of the Lord upon this, that he was praising the Lord. But also what we notice is, as we saw yesterday in the story when Mary and Elizabeth was together, how Elizabeth started singing forth praises unto the Lord, how she was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now we see Zacharias filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, that we would be men and women filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul, in fact, encourages us in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 that we would desire us, be desirous of spiritual things. I pray that we would be desirous each and every day to be filled with, his, filled with the Holy Spirit. 
And he, he began to prophesy and saying, this is Zacharias. After his mouth was open, he could start praising the Lord. And he says, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has vis- visited and redeemed his people. Blessing God for, first of all, the fact that God had visited his people. Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh. Let me say that again. Jesus Christ is God. And he's manifested himself to us in the flesh and through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit as he is prophesying. The first declaration is that that God, the Lord God of Israel, is visiting his people. Of course, we read in John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 and verse 14, we read, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. He visited his people for the purpose, for the purpose of his visit was redemption. He was, he has, or he was visited and redeemed by his people or for his people. Jesus announcing his purpose declared, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. In Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Redemption, the purpose of, of the coming of Christ. The Lord has raised up a power of salvation. The horn always symboled power. And so he raised up the power of salvation in the house of his servant David. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God. Unto salvation to those that believe. That's in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. See, the preaching of the cross to them that perish, it tells us, is foolishness. But unto us who are saved, thereby it's the power of God. Oh, blessed be God, Zacharias is saying. He has visited the people. God has come to bring redemption. He's come to bring the power of salvation through, uh, really through the house of his servant David. In verse 70 we read, He spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. Recognizing that prophecies, prophecy truly is concerning the Savior. Concerning the Messiah has been in existence from the beginning of men's existence, from the beginning of the fall. Actually, from the time of the fall, when God said to, God said to the woman, Cursed be that servant that crawls upon the earth, But then he said that the seed that the woman will bruise, uh, uh, that the seed of the woman will bruise his head, that sin would be destroyed by the seed of the woman. Blessed be God. He has brought now the power of salvation. He has redeemed us. He's redeemed you through the seed of the woman, through the virgin birth. Verse 72, we read, For God is performing the mercy that has been promised to the Father, and he's redeeming the Holy Covenant, the oath which he swore to his his father Abraham. Of course, we've said that yesterday, and it's reminded all the way back to Genesis that through thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, that he would grant unto us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, Salvation is more than being saved from. Yes, God has delivered us by the hand of our enemy, but that he might save us for a purpose, that we might serve him without fear. Then he says in verse 75, in holiness, 
and in righteousness. Now, both holiness and righteousness have their root idea that of, of being right. But holiness is the rightness of characters. It really, let me say that again. Holiness is the rightness of character, whereby righteousness is the rightness of our conduct. But the one springs out of the other. Holiness is the root. It is who we are. Righteousness is the fruit of the spring that, that comes forth from our lives, from the root. The difficulty of so many people have today is they try to be right without holiness, they, without their lives being changed by the gospel. But ultimately, any effort to be right will break down, for there's no motive strong enough, there's no really action strong enough to maintain righteousness other than holiness. You got to be pure at the core. You got to have the holiness, the right attitude. And if you have the right actions or activities, then your life will be affecting other people's for good. And so it is God's purpose, first of all, that we walk in Him and that we serve Him with holiness. And that does not come of our own effort. Salvation does not come by our own works. See, salvation is a gift of God. It's a, it's a gift of God that's available to each and every one of us. And I pray that you might receive that gift, that you would follow him all the days of our lives, all the days that we live, that we might serve God. As he goes on in verse 76, it says, And now a child shall be called the prophet of the highest. See, the prophet that he's talking about is John the Baptist. As he goes forth and becoming the forerunner of Jesus Christ, thou shalt be a prophet, a prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way, to give knowledge of the salvation unto the people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of God, whereby the sunrising from the uh, on the high hath visited us, or the day springs, or the sunrising of the of the rising of the sun to give life to those that sit in darkness in the and in the shadow of death to guide the feet of the way of peace, referring to Jesus. God, by his tender mercy, he sent the sun rising to us. He's visited us in the person of Jesus Christ to set us free from the bondage of sin and death. And as we leave today, we leave the John the Baptist for a while. And it just simply says, and so the child grew, being John the Baptist, and, and waxed strong in the spirit, and was in the desert under the day of his showing unto Israel. Boy, what an exciting time it is together. I pray that we'll study together, that we'll grow together, and we'll just see these, the marvelous story of the gospel as it unfolds to us day by day. And so until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.